Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here with Rob Iman. Hey, everyone. And we are here to talk about the sermon this past Sunday on forgiving one another, a very heavy topic and um, an important one too. So um, our, you've mentioned several passages, Ephesians 4.32, Colossians 3.13, and we really camped out in Romans 12.14 through 21. Um, and I think the first thing I have on my notes, which I think is really important to, re- to remember, and I think you said it more than once, is that the Holy Spirit meets us where we are and then moves us forward from there. Yeah, that's exactly right, Michelle. And I want to keep reminding myself of that, too, because as I approached this message, I knew this was one, you know, David had placed it at the very end because he, as he talked about the arc of the one another passages. Each one gets a little more difficult. Each one requires more of a sacrifice on our part. And we come to the one another passage, forgive one another. And, yikes. and you know, it, it's the kind of thing that it tweaks us, mm. it catches us. Mm-hmm. And it's the kind of thing that when we, are, when we are tweaked, when we are caught up in this, when we do feel an emotional twinge or a resonance in some way, or when questions pop up, especially the, yeah, but what about questions? Mm-hmm. those are often the times when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And if we can drop down our guard for a minute and just say, what's going on, Lord? Um, why is that question coming to mind? Or why am I feeling defensive? Or why am I angry right now? Uh, then the Holy Spirit is a way of being able to address us in new ways. And so I wanted to start right off the bat with, with a reminder that that's what he does with us. Because I, I know it was touching people, not because of anything I said, but because it's just a really raw topic in many people's lives. Hmm. So many thoughts are running through my head right now. Um, and I think the one I want to go with is growing up, I got the impression, you know, in my training, in my youth group, in my, you know, in my church, like I kind of got the impression, which I don't think was intentional, but, but I understood that emotions were wrong. And so it's taken me a couple of decades to realize emotions are not wrong. Um, what we do with that, we can do wrong things with our emotions, right. yep. <clears throat> but emotions are God given signposts to help us understand where we are. Yeah. They help us. They, they point to what's actually going on inside of us. Yeah, Um, especially when those emotions, you know, how well do they align with the emotions of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, if we're aligning with that, we go, wow, some pretty cool things are happening. But then when they're aligning with other things, the fruits of the sinful nature, as Paul talks about there in Colossians and Ephesians, when we're aligning with malice and slander and anger, uh, that is also an indicator of what's going on. And so you're right. There, there has been in the evangelical world a, um, 
in the past at least, an effort to try to tamp down the emotions and say emotions don't count. Mm-hmm. But there really are some very important things found in the emotions that we can use as signposts that point to what's actually taking place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing that ha- that came to mind is I just started listening to a podcast this morning mm-hmm. that is God's invitation to, f- to forgiveness. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> well, this is timely. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing I heard on my way into the office this morning was forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation, but forgiveness paves the way to reconciliation and forgiveness is about us and our relationship with God more than it is about the person who has wronged us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's a good point. It does open the way for something to happen with the person that wronged us. But as I said on Sunday, we don't have any control over that person's response. Right. The only control we have is how do we respond to the hurt that we've received and how do we respond in faith to what Christ has shown us, how we are supposed to respond. That's really, that's really important point you just brought up. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you share that podcast with me before the sermon? (laughs) Because it just came out yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So one of the things that we talked about, like you talked about in the sermon, um, I, that Roman passage, yeah. it's, it's just stunning. Um, the first step of forgiveness is do not repay evil for evil. And now I thought I had saved. Oh, I did. <laughs> In our staff devotions, we oh. go over the sermon again, and you had printed out the, the passage. Yeah. <laughs> so I have, a, I have it here, and I, and I put a box around verse 17 and the end of verse 21, yes. because it's the, it's the same thing, and yet it's not. Mm. So verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil, which is our natural inclination. Yes. Yes. Right. If somebody hits me, I want to hit them back, <laughs> whether it's physically or with words or with emotional withdrawal or, or relational or, withdrawal or by talking about that person to someone else. So there's a there's a direct getting back and there's an indirect getting back. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then you know, Paul ends that passage with do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Mm. And so we start with our natural inclination, which I think you said, that's us being overcome by evil. When we, when we automatically retaliate, but to overcome evil with good is definitely the Holy Spirit's work in a transformed heart. Yeah. And, and the challenge for me in this, Michelle, and this was something I've never, never seen before, but when I allow my own, quote, natural tendency, which a scripture would call it a, a sinful nature tendency, when I allow the sinful nature tendency within me to be the reason I respond, the, mm-hmm. the motivating force behind my response, um, I'm actually adding to the evil in the world. And that just stunned me. I remember thinking about that and sitting back and thinking, wow. You know, because really, the, we don't often think about the, the biblical worldview that we have and that there really is an evil that is seeking to draw people away from the Lord, blinding human minds, 
drawing people away from the goodness that God has, the love that he has for them. And, and, and so when I, when I fight against that with good, i.e. the things that God has for us, the fruits of the spirit and other things, then I'm actually overcoming that. It's not impacting me. But when I succumb to it, I'm actually strengthening the evil one's hold in someone else's life. Whoa, I don't want to be complicit with that. Mm. It was just a new thought to me I hadn't had before. Hmm. Yeah, because it, we always want to think it's about us, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and God's always saying, no, you got to look outward. You got to turn your gaze out to the other person. And the work I'm doing in you affects the people around you. Yeah, yeah. And affects the work that God is wanting to do in those people around us. I, I, I am always challenged, but decades now I've been challenged by Philippians chapter four, where it says, let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. The, the gentleness there is the gentleness that Jesus had when he was under trial. Hello, the guy's perfectly innocent. They're beating him. They're doing all kinds of things. They're calling him names. They're testing him saying, you know, go ahead, prophesy who hit you. He could have done all that. And he told, he told his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, don't you realize, I love that phrase, don't you realize that I could, I could ask my father and he would send tens of thousands of angels to aid us right now? Um, don't you realize, Rob, that there's something bigger going on? Don't you realize that you're part of a much bigger program? It's like, wow, um, I want to I let his gentleness be evident to all. I mean, and how do you do that? It's by the spirit working through me. And when I'm tweaked in a different way, Lord, why am I tweaked differently? What, what is it you want to show me about myself? Mm. Yeah. And one of the things you said when we're talking about overcoming evil with good is focusing on evil in the other person, the evil that they have done uh, makes that person a caricature because you're not seeing the whole person. Yeah. And that, I mean, and, and how often do we do that, especially online? You know, where we see a little tweet or we see a statement on Facebook and it's really just the narrowest slice of that, of that human being mm -hmm. and who that person is. And oftentimes it's, it's, it's even a twisted slice of what, who that person is. And when we forget about the wholeness of that individual, we can tend to, you know, turn them into a caricature. As I said, that pushes them down and then we've got to defend it. So we push ourselves up. Jesus mm -hmm. says, no, that's not why I came. And so we're grieving the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. when we grieve the Spirit, uh, we're not able to discern God's presence or is leading all that well. I mean, it's just, it's, it's evil, right? <laughs> it's just adding to evil is what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, the, holding on to the hurt changes us. It distorts our view mm. of the world and of each other. I just thought, you know, it's so easy to see people as one person I saw recently on Facebook said, we're in a, we're in an era where everyone is either a hero or a villain and there's no in between. And, and I'm like, yeah. And that is, that is the caricature, you know, like Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo was a hero and now he's a villain. Like, and what changed? Wow. Yeah. What changed? Thank you. Yeah. It's just, it's stunning how quickly that, that can change in the world's eyes. And we as believers need to see that we are whole people 
who, who are capable of making courageous decisions and capable of hurting people deeply. Yes, even when we don't intend to, or if we do, we do intend to. I mean, the, 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 the little phrase that, um, that was just speaking to me as well was, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, that other person's not a monster. He's a human being like me. And when it comes down to it, I'm not a perfect judge. I'm a sinner like them. Mm. And so that helps me to balance things out a little bit in my own mind. Mm -hmm. Now, as we get into this thing, I mean, there are so many layers to forgiveness, right? Mm. Because there are individuals who have been hurt so deeply. Um, and I get it. I mean, it, we, we can't just, okay, I'll forgive. You know, we, mm. we talk about it being a choice and not an emotion, but the emotions are there. Mm -hmm. And um, in the example I used of my friend Carol from Spokane, I mean, it was 33 years in the making to bring about forgiveness. Now, now, Jesus was still walking with her. Jesus was still loving her and she was still loving him. And he was helping her take those steps until 33 years later, she was able to say, oh, wait a minute, there's something I missed here. And so no matter what the depth of pain, um, the first step is the recognition to say, okay, somehow I've got to forgive this person. But Lord Jesus, I don't know how. Mm. Uh, I don't know how I can do it. And that's okay. I mean, but that's, that's the first step. That's heading in the right direction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you're not perfect in the forgiveness. I don't think we ever will be in this <laughs> right. before Christ returns, right? Right. But, uh, but it's, the, it's the right first step. And I know, I know, Michelle, and you do too. There's some real deep pain. And there are mm -hmm. crimes that have been committed against people. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, 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 it's about how we handle the pain before the Lord Jesus and what, he, what role he plays in bringing peace to that pain that we have. So every step matters, even the smallest of steps, even mm -hmm. saying, Lord Jesus, I know you want me to forgive him or her, but I just don't know how I can do that. That's a good first step. Oh, exactly. And it's, um, you know, I think, especially when we're talking about that deep, deep emotional pain, it's really important to know when you need to talk to a pastor, when you need to talk to a counselor mm -hmm. or a psychologist or, you know, someone who can help you walk through it. Cause a lot of times we cannot do it on our own and to talk with a good Christian counselor who can help you, you know, walk through the various layers of those pain. And it's going to come out probably in cycles. Yep. 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 And we, and we were never intended to do, to do it alone, were we? I mean, we're part right. of a community, right? And we rejoice with those who rejoice. We mourn with those who mourn. Mm -hmm. um, we come alongside one another in this. And uh, when one person has the resources, whatever those resources are, be they emotional or physical or financial or whatever, when one person has the resources, another person needs the resources, it's designed that there's a reciproc reciprocal thing going on there. Right. Um, so yeah, we need each other. And there are times we can't just do it alone. And when we think we can, uh, we're fooling ourselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I loved what you said that, what you've said before, and I think you need to keep saying it because every time you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> following. So now I have to, I'm like looking at the bottom of my notes. Following Jesus is about our direction not about getting it right the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we drawing closer to the Lord or further away from him? Are we overcoming evil with good or adding evil to the world? Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're going to make mistakes along the way. And so it's, again, it, it's, it's, and, and that then becomes the guide that helps us, helps us understand what, 
where the path is that we're supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can deviate from that path a long while, and the Lord's patience is still with us. And that's the beauty of his grace, the scandalous freedom of his grace that he gives us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know one guy who was a follower of Christ who, who uh, walked away for over 10 years, and he came mm-hmm. back in tears just in God's grace. Cried, God was waiting for him. You done yet? Mm-hmm. I, won't, I won't say what his name was. I, you done that? You done yet, yet, Carl? I'm here, you know, just yeah. waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, I just keep remembering that there's a couple of verses that really help me when I think I should be doing better, mm. right? Like I should be superhuman. <laughs> um, and one, I, you're probably going to recognize the passage or remember the number of the Psalm, but I can't ever remember the number I'll of the Psalm. Down, go ahead. So we'll see if I can remember, but he, it's in the same passage where he talks about um, he forgives us as far as the East is from the West. And a little bit further down, it says something about, he remembers that we are human. Like we're but made dust. from dust. Yeah. But <laughs> dust. <laughs> he remembers that I we was are trying to dust. avoid that phrase. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. Animated dust is what we are. Um, yeah. That we are that we were made from dust and 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 we're fallible and we're we're we are human we make mistakes we're not going to get it right the first time and he remembers that yeah isn't that beautiful yeah and and there's two sides to that we are we are just dust animated but we're also made in god's image and we are amazing i mean um, who god has made us to be and so there's both this this sense of our weakness and also our glory and our future mm-hmm. glory in Christ is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he remembers that, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up, Michelle. That's one I go to as well. Because when I screw up, I think, you remember, you knew, uh, you know that I struggle with this. You know my heart's inclination is toward you. And I'm going to make mistakes along the way. Yeah. I go back to uh, Matthew 11, right, where Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For I am gentle and humble of heart. Whoa, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Just yeah, he he is this gentle, loving God who mm-hmm. remembers that you and I are going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a mm-hmm. combination! Oh, yeah. And then the second passage that always comes to mind is Romans 8 28 38. Yeah, 8 28, I think it is, right? Yeah. All things yeah. work together for good for them who love the Lord. And it's like, he remembers our humanity and he works through our humanity for his purposes. Like my mistake is not, or my wrong choice or my walking away for 10 years is not wasted in God's economy. Isn't that beautiful? And, okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I mean, it's just stunning to me. Yeah. Everything, everything can bring about his good in our lives. And, you know, verse 29 tells us what his good is. This is, blows me away, that we might be conformed to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. So he is going to use everything, tragedies, successes, walking away, bad choices, that when we surrender it to him, he uses everything to become, help us become more conformed to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. Just, wow. And that's what we're called to be, right? That's, right. that's, that's what the end result is going to be. Philippians 1.6, he's going to bring about, he's going to finish the work that he started in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ's return. Wow. Okay. So, anyways, 
I get Even excited. if it takes 33 years. Even if it work, takes 33 years. To work through, decide, you know, work through the, the process of forgiving your sister. Yeah. yeah. I, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. And so the last thing I wrote down in my notes is to... Uh, it, okay, so I'm going to have to write it, read it all because it's all connected. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> their, their response. So when, when someone, um, when I need to forgive someone, their response is not in my control, which we've already talked about. And by forgiving them, even if they don't think they need to be forgiven, <laughs> we are giving them something that cannot supply themselves, which is grace. And we need to do that with a humble attitude. Yeah. You know, grace, grace is something that the person needs that they themselves cannot supply for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so when I give that to a person, I'm showing them grace. That's what Jesus did for us, right? He gave us the salvation that we could not supply for ourselves. He gave us the righteousness that we couldn't supply for ourselves. Um, so anytime that we offer grace by supplying the need, we are imitating our Lord who, who rescued us and redeemed us. Uh, and forgiveness is part of that grace because the person needs to be forgiven, even if they recognize it or not. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. This gets into some very interesting territory, doesn't it? It does. And territory we don't have time to go through. <laughs> no, Any last thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah, you always ask me that question. I never think about it until you ask me the question. Like, oh man, I should have had some something good to say. Um, well, you don't know where our conversation is going to go, so yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, um, I'm just continue continually amazed at uh, at the extent that the Lord expects us to live in this life. The extent of forgiveness with one another. Mm. Um, and I think, Michelle, that there are the, the, the factions and the fighting that are going on, the, um, uh, the problems that we see in relationships. I mean, I know families that are splitting up over vaccinations, mm. you know, that children are being kicked out of the house because they have a different view than mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And it just stuns me, and I just can't help but see, you know, if I, if I step back and take a look at the paradigm the scriptures give me, the worldview, the, the evil one is having a heyday in our culture, in our world, and especially in the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I want to do whatever I can to overcome that evil with good. I want to begin in my own family, I want to begin in my own church family. Mm-hmm. I want to be gentle, I want to be gracious to all people. And I want to then expand that out to people who may not understand who Jesus is. How do I do that online? How do I do that in person? Lord Jesus, give us wisdom in that. Because I think this forgiving one another and overcoming evil with good and recognizing that when I participate in evil, I'm actually expanding it. That just, that just has been speaking to me in more than just the forgive one another passage, but in what's going on in the church and what's going on in, in uh, the culture there's just a lot here. And I think that the evil ones having a heyday and Jesus is asking his people to step up to the plate here. Yes. And step up to the plate and remember, we're not going to do it right the first time. <laughs> it's okay. Good, good God's in control. 
Yeah, but I can still beat myself up, can't I? No, no I can't. No, I should show myself allowed. the same. I should show myself the same grace that God shows me, right? Exactly. Exactly. Love to learn. I, that one. That one is probably uh, forty-two years old and still going, trying to learn that lesson. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> well, Rob, thank you so much for your time today, and oh, thank Michelle, you. For our to our audience for joining us, whether you joined us live or later on Facebook or on our blog or on our podcast. Thank you for joining us. And as always, if you have a question or a comment, just leave it in the comments on our blog or on Facebook and we will get back to you. I look at those. So thanks, Michelle. Thank you, Rob. Have a great right. day. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.